Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Rainy Monday morning edition. Um, This episode probably won't be as high energy as Friday was. Um, This is my first day uh, attempting to go without coffee before I go to work. (laughs) Granted, I'm going to have coffee when I get to work. Um, there's no way I can deal with that shit without coffee, but I had a nice glass of water and a vitamin B12 or or vitamin B complex pill, so yeah, here's, yeah, been in a pretty good mood lately. I'm still coming out of the tail end of, like, some intense stress, so I know that I'm not at my 100%, and, uh, I feel, I feel for my wife, because I am a useless zombie lately, after the hour of, like, 9pm, um, during our prime hangout, do stuff time, I tend to just kind of be a lump and then pass out. So hopefully, I can get the energy again to, you know, interact. Because I definitely am feeling mildly guilty about that. But I think the extra sleep is helping. And hopefully sooner than later, uh, she and I can just hang out and do something. We did stay up late playing Amnesia Dark Descent the other night, which was awesome. Um, and by playing, I mean Asim played, and I watched and was far more terrified by the game than she was. Um, but yeah, I, I, that, that was, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, God, oh, God. Um, let me go to the old list of... The old list of topics. See if I can't find something, uh... A little more upbeat than, uh, Friday. I've got three, like, really heavy ones right in a row there. All right, I'll do a couple shorties. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is more of a joke concept than anything else, but uh, I feel that there should be a new word for the level of embarrassment that you feel when you find out you signed up to something on Facebook that's been posting for you every, like, two or three days and like no one calls you on it they're just like wow Jeff is really into muffins I guess but uh, cause you feel I feel as a 20 something in the year 2013 I should be able to manage Facebook correctly I can 
build and code front and back end the uh, coding for websites, but I can't fucking figure out how to make an app not post to Facebook every time I take a piss. <sighs> so that's just a frustration with how I'm still susceptible to the sneaky motherfucking spam uh, Facebook applications. You just want to see a picture of Justin Bieber drunk, and then all of a sudden, you're post you're messaging everyone on your friends list about how these pills can make your penis bigger. <sighs> and one thing, like, has that ever worked? Like, it has to have, right? Those scam emails and Facebook messages and posts and whatnot, like the click here to see me naked or the grow your penis 10 inches in three minutes or um, you just won $11 billion. Like, I guess they wouldn't still exist if there weren't people dumb enough to click on them. You know? But that that absolutely baffles me. The fact that anyone... I mean, I get... I, I guess I understand if older people who haven't learned to the, to filter that kind of stuff out yet could fall for it. Like, I, I'm an established, not a big fan of old people, but I think that what's even even worse are the people who prey upon old people specifically. Um, a friend of my parents' mother, friend of my parents' mother, yes, she. Uh, there were people cold calling uh, pretending to be a charity and they convinced her to donate and then they started calling and having her donate every month and then eventually she, when she would stop donating they called threatening her saying that she had promised money and that she needed to send the money or else and basically, like, they, they were just people. They weren't an, a real organization or anything. They're just people preying on old people. And their, like, gulli- gullibility? Gullibility. And, like, that's just... That's just low, you know? Like, fucking A. That's like the fucking... I don't know if I talked about this or not on here, but I'll, I'll just try and keep it uh, the five-minute version, which will probably take me 15 minutes. But there's a company that, I mean, the way, how they got my, my debit card info, I don't even fucking know. But they called and they had my name and the last four digits of my debit card. 
Um, so I thought they were on the level, right? You know? And they were just like, you know, oh, if you want, uh, we're just rewarding you for your your usage and we want to send you a $50 Walmart or Walmart gas card, which that should have, like, right away should have tipped me off because I am have never seen a Walmart with gas pumps. Um, and I, I, I say, well, yeah, sure, I'd love $50 for gas. And... I never got that card. And they signed me up for this fucking wonky-ass service that you pay and then they sign you up for magazine subscriptions. And... But it was a monthly fee. They were taking like $90 out of my bank account a month. And that's the thing. They didn't sign me up for just one of these companies. They signed me up for three seemingly separate companies. I had to cancel with three different effing numbers. And I believe they got my money two months in a row before I was like, where is this money going? And I had to, like, search the the number that I found in my bank slip and call them and be like, knock this shit off, I never signed up for this, and, um, and, oh my god, like, and, like, god, those people were great at their jobs, but I, because they tried so hard to fucking sell me on this service that I never signed up for, and they would just not take no for an answer. And it was one of the few times I actually got, like, audibly angry with someone on the phone. Just like, no! No! Just... Because I understand. I've been the uh, employee on the phone and having people shout at me. And I get it. Like, it sucks ass. But they were... Uh, what they were doing was not on the level. And, um, I eventually got them all, and, like, I still got those magazines for effing ever. I think, I think I still get a vibe every once in a while, but I was getting, like, Men's Health, uh, Wired, which is pretty cool, um, Golf, uh, Vibe, um couple like parenting like some of them were actually decent magazines but I didn't effing sign up for them this company took my money and bought me prescriptions subscriptions without uh and um and it's a uh like it's a known shady marketing tactic like kind of the dark side of marketing to send someone something like uh, when a charity will send you free stamps to mail back the envelope with your money in it um, if you send someone something there's a percentage of people that will feel guilty for having received a free thing and respond if they, even if they wouldn't have before um so they're like they, they were using that. They're like, "Well, did, you got all these magazines, 
And I'm just like, yeah, but I didn't effing want any of them. And uh, so I eventually got them to all cancel. And about a year later, I got a call back again. I feel like I've told the story before, but uh, fuck it, whatever. And they're like, hey, you know, your subscriptions are running out. We wanted to, you know, sign you up for a new package. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, and we can set you up. And I was like, are you the people who tricked me before? And the woman's like, I don't, I, what are you talking about, tricked you? And I basically gave her the same rundown that I gave you guys. And she's like, oh, well, no, that, that wasn't us. I assure you, that's horrible. I'm like, yeah, it was horrible. And she's like, yeah, no, we just signed you up for these, these magazines. And, and I was like, I don't want signed up for anything. I don't want any money taken from my bank account. And she's like, oh, well, no, we just, you know, we just sign you up for these magazines. And then, my, and I was like, no, I'm not, I don't, like, sure, you can send me a list of what magazines you have, and then I will get back to you. But no, I'm not interested in signing up. And she's like, okay, all right, well, I'll just have to put you through to my supervisor and he can get you all set up with that. And I was like, all right. And he was just like, yeah, so, you know, we can get you set up on this list. Uh, these are the magazines you said you liked. And I was just like, sir, I don't want there to be a charge on my account. I do not want you to charge me anything today. I do not want you to charge my bank account and I reiterated it that many times because I knew it was being recorded because they record it so they can use it against you if you say you never agreed to it and he and when I said it that last time I do not want anything taken from my bank account from you from you guys and he was like okay conk and hung up on me I never got that list of magazines that I might be able to sign up for like, it, oh, oh, it still sends me into a fucking rage. These, these, how, how they can operate, I don't effing know. Mm. And how they have my bank card info really concerns me. But apparently I have to agree to something for them to use it. So fucking A. I didn't even mean to talk about that. Oh, all right. Um, I had a th- I had a thought the other day, and it was after I had seen that uh, there was a new statistic out that uh, people who pirate music buy thirty percent more music than people who don't pirate music. And I thought that to be very interesting. That uh, pirates are actually making the uh, industry more money than non-pirates. And that kind of... Excuse me. That kind of made me reflect upon myself and my previous experience pirating. Because I used to pirate music, uh, software, um, movies... 
TV shows, anything I can get my grubby little mitts on. And, um... I, like, I pirated a lot in my time. And that was before high-speed internet. Like, I only pirated for a year or two after I got high-speed internet. Because then Netflix came, and that really did change everything. But... And it made me think, like, I've I've stolen one thing from a store, and that was a York peppermint patty, a fifteen cent York peppermint patty from Kohl's Hardware when I was like five or six, and I just took it from the bin because I thought they were free. And um, I was sitting in the parking lot of Kohl's unwrapping my candy, and my dad said, "Where'd you get that?" And um, I said, oh, from the, from the box on the, on the counter. And he said, you just stole that. Those aren't free. And I, like, I had just an, just the pit dropped out of my tiny stomach. And I was full of shame. And, um, my dad let me keep it and eat it. But he was like, don't do that. Don't steal things. And I never did. I've never stolen anything since. And um, I know it is pretty common and maybe a little more common in generations previous to mine. But shoplifting is a thing. Like, shoplifting is a thing a lot of teenagers go through. A lot of teenagers go through. And, uh, you know, then they grow up and they've got that out of their system and they become, you know, normal functioning members of society and don't steal shit anymore. Um, and I kind of, I reflected upon that and then my, uh, the concept of me pirating when I was in that same age and then shopping, like, internet piracy was my shop of thing because, and I mean, because it didn't feel like stealing. I didn't leave my house. But there's no, like, no ifs, ands, or buts. It was theft. Like, I stole things online. And I mean, granted, everyone did, because it wasn't really seen as theft back then, but it totally was. It was seen as sharing. And, like, I mean, it's not identical to walking into a store and, like, pocketing a bunch of M&Ms and then leaving. But it's the same basic concept. And I didn't get the rush of adrenaline from, like, sneaking past security and whatnot. And guess what, guys? From what I've talked to people who, who work at department stores, um, you're not as slick as you think you are. They just... They just don't sweat anything um, over, like, under, like, $50 or something. But there's a limit. And then there's a life, the lifetime limit, um, where if you, this is for a specific to- store, uh, I won't reveal. But if they, like, they keep a tabs on you, and if you ever pay with anything, for anything with a card, they then have all your info, and the security will keep tabs on you and tally up how much you've stolen over a period, over 
your entire, like, they have records over five years old. And the minute you steal over five grand worth of product, I believe it is, the minute it becomes a federal offense, then they call the police on you. So, one could theorize that that means you could get away with stealing a couple things. But the thing is, they they know. Um, A lot of department stores know and keep tabs on you. So, my my listeners who are still in that shoplifting phase, uh, you're not as slick as you think you are. Just know that. Um, where the shit was I? But yeah, uh, piracy, that was my shoplifting. Um, and I... Also, I became a functioning member of society. I realized that digital content was just that content and taking it without paying for it was stealing it now granted I don't agree with a lot of the um, disbursement methods like um, I think streaming is absolutely the way of the future and like I will gladly pay to have Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu Plus when I feel like it. Um, right now, my Hulu Plus is on hiatus because I was just bleeding money into it. Um, and never using it. Like, if I use a streaming service, I consider it 100% worth the money. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, no, no question. And especially, like, Amazon... Prime streaming was it was rough for a while because they did not have the streaming application organized in any nice kind of way because you can also stream you can purchase and stream uh, things but then there's the Prime streaming and they just they didn't differentiate between those at all so it was tough to like you'd find something oh awesome I want to watch this and then oh wait I need to actually pay for it so shit um and I know a good friend and um, good a good friend of mine uh, when his kid is over, uh, he gets his kid once a week. Um, his kid doesn't quite get the concept of the difference between a prime show and a not prime show. So his kid will watch twenty dollars worth of TV and movies on Amazon Prime, um, at, like accidentally so, when every time he's over so that that's like that's an issue and uh, uh but so like and like music streaming is a thing now like spotify is great it's a it's a stellar free service if you're someone who sits at the who sits at a computer uh, most of your day. Um, there's, and then there's internet radio, which I honestly prefer Spotify because I can set a playlist and I can pick what I'm listening to. Um, but when I don't have access at Pandora or iTunes radio, are uh, they're, they're great options. And like, I don't, and going back to music, 
I don't have an issue paying $9 for an album, especially when I can do it and have it instantly downloaded to my phone, and then I can download it as many times as I want because it's mine. Like, and the thing is, like, Apple really fought for that model. Like, the publishers wanted you to download that and that be it. Like, you, you buy it and then you get one download out of it. Apple had to fight to make it so that when you buy it, it's yours. Like, on Steam or something like that. Um, which is, you know, that makes sense to me. That's the way it has been for years now. And that is pretty much because of iTunes. To my knowledge, I haven't done a whole lot of research on it. And even the movies on uh, iTunes aren't that bad, but, like, I've got Netflix, so basically I'm paying uh, $8 a month, which is not a lot of money. That's a trip to Wendy's. Um, $8 a month for all of this content. I'll, I often will just ra- will wait until something goes on Netflix. My only real complaint with Netflix is that they let the... Uh, the Nickelodeon contract expire and didn't chose not to renew it. And um, all of the Nickelodeon streaming went to Amazon Prime, thank goodness, because, you know, I also have that. But but now I have to hop apps between uh, watching kid shows like Blue's Clues and Dora and whatnot and uh, watching Cartoon Network shows like Courage the Cowardly Dog and Powerpuff Girls and things of that nature. Um, Excuse me. My God. Uh, Well, I think I pretty much tapped that. Oh, okay, all right. Here's one that should take us through the end of the uh, trip. Um, on a recent episode of What the Hell with Nathan Perel, um, which is a pretty decent show, guys. I recommend listening to it. It's on our network, popularcast.com. Uh, click on the What the Hell with Nathan Prell logo. He He interviewed his dad, and, like, the show... Seems to have become Nathan talks to his parents once a week. But, uh, which I was a little skeptical of at first, but I've actually genuinely enjoyed all the episodes with uh, Nathan's parents in them. So, I mean, if he wants the show to be Nathan talks to his parents once a week, I'm fine with that. I'm enjoying it. Um, But his dad, basically, he kind of asked his dad to tell a lot of his crazy drug stories. And, um, indeed he did. And there's the thing, like, our parents' generation, drugs were, like, barely illegal. You would get, like, a citation at best if you were caught with, like, cocaine. So, and, I mean, we're going to a point, because we kind of got too scared of drugs... Now we're coming back where, like, marijuana might be legalized, and that would be cool, and, um, honestly, I'd be happy if I could smoke marijuana recreationally, like I drink, because I drink maybe, maybe once every other month, 
So if I could smoke marijuana once every other month, that'd be fine. But I don't because, you know, legal issues. And, um, and also I would like to do mushrooms again. So if we could work on getting those legalized after uh, marijuana, yeah. Then I'd be set. I, I've never done anything harder than mushrooms. Oh, here. Um, so I decided that, oh, I'll tell my crazy drug stories. Because my craziest drug story came nowhere close to Nathan's dad's, like, mildest drug stories. So I was like, wow, I, I really barely got into that scene before I got out of it. But, um... I never did anything harder than mushrooms. Um, and I even... I found out I, I, I did them incorrectly because I, I cooked them on a mini pizza. Um, and apparently cooking them uh, takes some of the kick out of them. Uh, I should have put them on raw on top of the cooked mini pizza. Um, wait, whoops. Fuck. And... Um, but, I mean, I still had a great night. Uh, my shroom adventure involved me sitting in my house, um, watching TV with a good friend of mine, and then, um, and it, it took two hours for them to really kick in. Uh, like, there was an hour where I felt nothing. And then there was an hour where I felt like I had just smoked all of the pot. Like, I just felt so high and I mean that's a great feeling so that was good and then as my wife got home from work uh, obviously this was before like all of these stories are before we had a kid um, except for maybe one but I'll, we'll see if I tell that um, all these stories were before I had a kid when Asa and I both worked and yeah so there, that's the setting Jason got home from work, and fucking trucks, what are you doing? Sorry. Some jackassery going on on the highway here. Jason gets home from work, and she knew that I was going to, she, I mean, she knew I was doing shrooms when she got home, so she was expecting it, so she wore, like, a really, really intensely colored patterned shirt. And, um, as I was talking to her pretty high, um, the, like, it fully kicked in, and, um, I completely got utterly absorbed by her shirt. Like, I was talking to her, and then just went silent, and was like, uh, uh, just like, I was in, I was a hundred percent absorbed by the pattern of her shirt and she's like hey you alright and um like we watched some movies I petted the cat um the ferrets were awesome the ferrets were freaking great I remember just like holding them and staring at them and just like I remember uh feeling as though my my eyes had become high-definition cameras, and I could see every little hair on on the ferrets, and I saw so much detail. Um, 
and like I didn't take enough to get like crazy visuals, but the like the patterns on the carpets were moving, and um, the people's faces on the TV were kind of warping a little, um, as though they were like bubbling out from the television, and it was a cool feeling, not a scary feeling. Um, we took a short walk outside, but we did the. It was too cold out. Um, next time if there is the next time I do mushrooms I'm going to do it in a warm time of year so I can go be outside because that sounds like it would be a blast um and I think my trip lasted like four, four and a half hours total um you, you usually get like six to eight with mushrooms so yeah I definitely did something to them to weaken them but it was still a blast, and um, I look forward to doing them again, but it, it's going to be, I mean, one, they're illegal, two, I've got a kid, so, I mean, I could easily be in my 40s or 50s before I do them again, but whatever. I would like to, I'll survive if I don't ever do them again, but um, that's something I'd like, I'd like to do again. Weed. Um, it's, I guess it should be, it's worth noting that I was a goody two-shoes in school. Like, I was unintentionally straight-edge. Like, I was just like, well, having alcohol before you're 21, that's illegal. And, well, the marijuana and, um, drugs are illegal. And, um... Like, I was one of those kids that it blew my mind when I realized that caffeine was a drug. You know, like, I was that guy. Um, and again, I also didn't hang out with the crowd where any of that was happening. So, I was literally never offered marijuana until my first week of college. The first time I went to college, when I was actually in the dorms. And someone leaned in my room with a joint. It was like, hey, anybody want to smoke? And I was just like, no, I'm good. And I couldn't believe that a, a, a person was leaning in my doorway with a backwards baseball cap on, just waving a joint around like, eh, but I want to smoke weed. And I'm just like, what life am I in? Like, this is real? Yeah, it, it is. Surprise, surprise. Um, so I avoided, uh, drugs like the plague, and one of my best friends, um, kind of, air quotes, gave in to drugs, and he smoked, and, um, uh, we actually got, we kind of got distant at that point, and, um, which is a real fucking bummer, because he was my best friend, and, um, and don't worry, we've gotten clo uh, closer again, um, but due to him not living near me anymore, I just, I barely see him, um, but I've got no beef or anything with him, I, and anytime I do get to see him, I absolutely adore seeing him, um, and I know if we lived closer, we'd hang out pretty frequently. So the, uh, don't worry, I didn't lose a friendship over the fact that he smoked weed, um, but I nearly did, and it was ages before I, uh, before I, uh, words, 
like forgave isn't the right word. It was more realized that he wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, but, and so I also, I don't remember, I think I drank first. But it was all in the, at the same time. I kind of lost my goody two-shoes card. And um, it was with this guy. It was like... I was starting to see him again and not think he was a, a lowlife because he was uh, smoking. And I don't think I ever really thought of him as a lowlife. I just was... He was falling in with a bad crowd. who were all really cool guys, as it turns out. Or most of them, anyway. Were really cool guys. The ones I, I spoke with. I can't speak for every single person he smoked weed with. Um... But the first time I drank was we were, uh, he had been charged with watching a dormitory over the summer. So he had access to an entire dormitory. And um, we watched the, uh, I think Heaven is in the title. It involves Orlando Bloom. He's a blacksmith in the desert. I don't know, they're swords. But we, you know, um, it was the first time I drank. It was beer. I wasn't a big fan of beer, because, oh, gross beer. But as you find out, um, beer's an acquired taste, and I absolutely love good beer now. But I think I hate bad beer even more than I did before, because I allowed myself to become a beer snob. But, uh, we played a drinking game that we would drink every time Orlando Bloom looked too clean to be a blacksmith. And uh, needless to say, that is all I know about the movie, is Orlando Bloom is a blacksmith and it's in the desert. Um, I got drunk pretty quick, because, I mean, I had never done it before, and I really enjoyed it, and then a, fr- a sober friend of ours dr- drove us to Sheets, and we got shitty Sheets food, and it was the best thing I'd ever put in my mouth. Um, it was pretty great. It's pretty great. And this was at the stage where parties were going on at the house I lived at. And after that, I had actually started joining in. And I started, you know, not being the sober kid, hating everything. Um, and it turns out it's a lot easier to tolerate drunk people when you're also drunk. Um, yeah, and I was 19 when I had my first drink. I was 20 when I started drinking pretty heavily. Um... And by the time I was 21, I had gotten it all out of my system because we had gotten the uh, party busted, which I'm positive I've talked about before. Um, But yeah, so then I started smoking weed for a girl. Um, The girl I lost my virginity to. I did a lot of shit for her, and in retrospect... uh, Man, was I blind to how not into me she was. She just used me to to get laid. Um, But, like, I got into Wicca for her. Which, granted, there was some curiosity on my own. um, But I definitely did it for her. Um, I started smoking weed because I was at a party with her and she was smoking weed. Like... In, like, you would, again, you would ask me at the time, I'm like, no, it was my own idea, man, it was my own idea, but it was totally, it was totally for her, um, 
2020. Uh, hindsight is 2020. Um, also, but that friend I was talking about was there too, so it was probably 50-50. He was probably like, well, I don't want to look like a square for in front of her, but hey, my friend's here, and you know what, damn it, he was right about drinking, maybe he's right about this. And the first time I smoked, I did not get high. Um, they were passing a blunt around, and I mean, I, I smoked, but you know, whatever. Maybe I didn't hold it in my lungs right, I don't know, because I, I wasn't a smoker, I didn't know how. Um, and then the first time I got high, this is one of my good, my crazy drug stories. The first time I got high, um, my friend and a couple of his friends came over, um, and they made a gravity bong out of a five gallon Topohawken water bottle and a trash can. And, um, holy shit, was that a monster. And, like fucking stoners are MacGyver like they get you can give them an assortment of any household objects and they'll find a way to smoke out of it but this was true genius like this thing you would fill that top walking water bottle full of just a thick white smoke and um, then you took the cap off and you <gasps> tried to take as much, like, and you couldn't take it all in one hit. Uh, you'd have to take uh, two or three off of this motherfucker. And I got stoned out of my gourd. I was so high. And um, there was a, a black light that was flashing. And um, I, like, I was just. In, like I was bad. I was like I was um, almost comatose high. Like I was just chilled the fuck out. And I'm watching this flashing light. And uh, this is the first time I smoked at my house. This is the first time I'm really high. And my friend goes, "Dude, Jeff coughs." And I broke down. Like I I fell off of the couch into a fetal position on the floor, just like. And that was totally uncool of him. And he, I, to my knowledge, he feels bad about it t- to this day. Because um, I don't think he realized just how high I was. But um, I don't remember anything after that. Like, I don't know how they got me out of my fetal position. I don't remember. But I shut down. Um, let's see. Two other stories. My other, and these are all like, I would just get high. I just got high a lot, and, uh, like, there was a six-month period where I smoked weed a couple times a week, and every single time, I, like, I, I never learned to moderate with weed. I never got a little high. I always got fucking blazed, and, like, alcohol being legal, I eventually got to a point where I can just get a little buzzed and be cool. I'm cool. Like, I drink alcohol responsibly. Um, I never got to that point with weed. Uh, before uh, I quit weed and Asen quit cigarettes, and um, that was our agreement with each other, because bo- both of us were concerned with the other's uh, intake of their respective uh, vice. But two or th- two or three little short uh, weed stories. I was very very high, and uh, my roommate Tony got home, and uh, he he smokes a lot of weed. Uh, 
he I don't I don't know that. I can't say that. That's libel. I'm not gonna say that's hearsay. I'm not gonna say that. Um he did eventually get into weed, but we didn't our our weed smoking day, times did not coincide. Um so he was still a little uh, a little leery on the whole thing when I was getting high a lot. And um I got high and I, I was just standing in a doorway and he got home from work and I go, Tony, I am one million feet tall. And uh, uh, he's like, oh, okay, Jeff. All right. And uh, I just remember speed walking around my house, looking down and watching the floor like blur, thinking I was like as high as an airplane. Um, which is fucking great. Uh, I never really got the munchies except for once that I can remember, and I sat down, opened, and finished a box of Frosted Mini Wheats. Um, just fucking, just did it, just did it to it, just ate an entire box of Frosted Mini Wheats. Um, I got lost in my bed sheets. Um, I remember trying to, attempting to get into bed with uh, Aislinn, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and getting utterly lost in the sheets. And I think my, uh, I remember being upstairs once, talking to this, in a conversation, and then just stopping mid-sentence and being like, guys, when did I come upstairs? Um, and then the last one, uh, the last crazy drug story, um, is I was it might have been the same night as that I was one million feet tall but I was in Tony's room and I'm pretty sure he wanted me to get out of his room but I was really high and um, Tony had put glow stars all over his ceiling and glow paint all over his walls Um, so we were talking and I'm just chilling out and uh, he just he slowly walks over to the wall and hits the light switch and um I stopped talking because it literally took 100% of my brain function to remain standing in that room. Um, It completely wigged me out. Not in a bad way, but it was just like a, whoa, dude. And um, Tony just in the darkness walked up to me and just barely barely touched me, um, poked me, um, and I fell over. I completely fell over, um, and wanged my head on the windowsill, and, um, to this day, I remind him of when he tried to kill me by pushing me into a windowsill, even though I know it was completely my fault and being really, really high. Um, so yeah, so those are my crazy drug stories. My druggy days, the craziest things I did was eat a frosted, a box of frosted mini wheats and, uh, think I was a million feet tall. I didn't like blow a guy for heroin or anything. So I think our crazy drug stories are a little lighter than our parents' generation. I mean, granted, and that's not across the board. I know there are still people who get way too, uh, who ruin their lives. Um, but I never did. Um, uh, like, I w- couldn't even say I had a problem. 
I would I'd say that probably given time, uh, I would have learned to moderate. But you know, if uh, if marijuana is ever legalized, maybe I'll give my chan- myself a chance to learn to moderate. But till then, I can wait. Uh, this has been Jeff in Motion. Uh, here's hoping it's a good week. I will see you guys Friday. Um, but wasn't in the application for the sign off. Alright, here's hoping it's a good day.